This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. This evening, I want to share God's Word with us very, very briefly. And I want to talk about something that God laid in my heart titled, The Power of Your Seed. The Power of of your seed you know um, this is December the 12th month in the year 2023 it's been a beautiful year isn't it God has been so good to us as a family individually I mean if you're sitting down and thinking about 2023 and um, it looks like you lost anything well the truth is God is the reason you've not lost everything amen and um, I believe the word that you hear today would bless you. The power of your seed. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. Genesis eight twenty-two. It's a very popular scripture and verse in the Bible. It says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease while the earth remaineth. Now, when a sentence or a statement like this is made, um, the first thing I would always like to check is the validity of that statement. And it's easy to do that because the validity is right in the statement. Now, between uh, if you go outside, uh, for those of us who are physically here or physically in Nigeria, if you go outside you discover that it's already dark, isn't it? So we'll say this is night season, right? Tomorrow morning you wake up and the day breaks and the sun rises. So that is still happening. The sun is still rising and setting. So that means that day and night is still happening. So if day and night is still happening and summer and winter, well, in this part of the world, we might not know what winter is. <laughs> I remember <laughs> there was one country I went to once. I mean, the weather was minus seven. Minus seven. You know, our typical weather here is about 30 something degrees. Minus seven. I was like this. <laughs> and that's after padding yourself with all manner. And you still be like this. You'll be speaking, you'll be smoking. <laughs> you know, smoke will be coming out of your mouth. That's the cold. And I hear there are some places that are, ex I mean, that minus seven is child's play. I hear some places in Russia, in, I mean, the northern part of Canada and the rest, like minus one. I said, what, what kind of life are you living? I mean, the, the Bible talks about the habitable places of the earth. That's where I am. <laughs> All these, you know, places where you start your, in the morning, you can't, you don't have the luxury of just walking outside, starting the car and the car starts. It doesn't work that way. You will warm the car, <laughs> plug something to the car. It's, 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 and I hear that there is even a particular part of the world that they don't put off the cars. They leave the cars running because once you put it off, it's, the car would, you know, praise God. Now, so it says that so summer and winter is still happening. Now, cold and heat, at least that we can relate to in this part of the world. I mean, things are still getting cold. Things are still getting hot. Praise God. 
If all of that is still happening, that means seed time and harvest is still happening too. He says, while the earth remaineth. Now, we need to understand that one of the quests of man is the desire to be in control of circumstances. To be in control of the situations of your life. You, you, I mean, nobody wants to suffer. I've, I'm yet to meet anyone who says, ah, suffering I like, I, I want to suffer. It doesn't happen. People want to enjoy, people want to live well. And it's okay. It's God's desire also that we live well and we do well. Now, because man wants to control circumstances, it makes man begin to look for anything that would make him or her control the circumstances and the situations in their lives. But you see, the good news is that God also wants you to control circumstances. And God in his goodness has made available to us every resource that we need to control circumstances. But the only thing is that a lot of times it is not in the version that we expect it to be in. So the Bible says, while the earth remaineth, because on the face of the earth, you need the person of Jesus to experience peace. You need principles, adherence to principles to live the life that God has desired for you to live. And this is one of the most powerful principles on the face of the earth. As a matter of fact, I am tempted to say the most important principle on the face of the earth. And I say that because in the book of Mark chapter, I think 4, verse 13, after Jesus speaks of the parable of the sower, right? He gets to Mark chapter 4, verse 13, and he says, Know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? Meaning, if you do not understand the parable of the sower, which was really about seed, time, and harvest, if you do not understand this parable, how can you understand any other parable? Now, when God made man in Genesis, when God made man, Genesis chapter 1, the Bible tells us in verse 11, God said something extremely powerful. He said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Then, verses 29, after God blessed man, empowered man to prosper and succeed, the very first thing that God gave man, Verse 29, it says, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. Seed was the first thing that God gave man after God blessed man. Now, meaning that God understands that if you have a seed, if you recognize the seed that you have, there is nothing you cannot create. Because you read it, it says, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. God gave man seed first. So God always thinks in terms of seed. That's the way God thinks. You know, in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. Yeah, I think it's chapter 4. Now the Bible tells us a very beautiful story. Now a woman cried... She was one of the wives of the sons of the prophet, and she cried to Elisha. 
She said, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and my, the creditors have come unto me to take my two sons as bondmen, as slaves. Verse 2, And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me. What? Now, listen to the next question Elisha asked. Now, this is somebody that said, I mean, it says, the borrowers, they've come to carry my sons. Meaning, I'm in need. The next question Elisha is asking is, what hast thou in thy house? <laughs> and she said, thine admin had not anything in the house. Save a pot of oil. Now, she said, technically, if you were to put it in normal language, she said, I don't have anything. The only thing I think I have is this pot of oil. And Eli next verse, verse 3. Listen to what Elisha said. He said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Verse 4. He says, and when thou art coming, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Verse 5. So when she went from him, she shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. Now, what she said was nothing. She said, I have nothing except this. She disdained that seed. And Elisha said, don't worry, that is enough. Now, verse, okay, it says, and it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her sons, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. And then, verse 7, Elisha says, then she came and told the man of God. He said, go sell the oil. Pay thy debt. And leave thou and thy children on the rest. That oil that she disdained was what God needed to perform the miracle in her life. You see, a seed is not necessarily money. Money is not the only form of seed. A seed is anything that you have, anything you've been given to create what you've been promised. That is a seed. A seed can be the relationships in your life that you are disdaining. Who are these ones? I mean, what can they do for me? A seed can be time. You know, every day, People go to work, including myself, wake up in the morning, you either drive to work or you sit in front of a laptop and you're working, working, working for a company. Do you know what you're doing? You're trading seed for salary. That's what you're doing. The seed is your time. You're giving your time so that they'll pay your salary at the end of the month. You see, the same time, that seed, some people have sown it in a particular way and it's yielding certain kinds of results for them. For example... I mean, <laughs> see river of life. I mean, um, there are some things I won't attempt to do. I will stay with preaching. I won't sing. Because if I sing, it's not tenor, it's terror. I'll be singing. Right? And it is not by the Spirit. <laughs> it's that Why? They've spent time. They've invested the seed of time in something I have not invested the seed of time in. And it is okay. So the results show Actions are seeds. Things that you do or what you did not do. <laughs> Actions are seeds. Of course, money is a seed. There are different kinds of seeds. But you see, a seed is anything you've been given to produce whatever you have been promised. But you know what I've discovered? A lot of times people disdain, like the woman, they disdain their seed. They say, I do not have anything. The truth is that God has never created anyone 
that has nothing. God would always ensure in his mercy that regardless of what the situation is, you will not be seedless. There is always a seed. The prayer is for your eyes to be open to recognize what the seed is in that circumstance. You know, sometimes Thanksgiving is a seed. Thanksgiving is a seed. There are people that you relate with and they've given you access into their lives. And so because you have access, there are certain benefits that you can just enjoy. Praise God. You can enjoy certain benefits because they've given you access. And you see, you must not become too familiar and not know how to sow the right seeds, i.e. seeds of thanksgiving, seeds of appreciation. Some marriages are falling apart because people do not recognize the law of seed time and harvest. Because remember, seed is not only money. Money is just one type of seed. Every action, every word, even your thoughts are seeds. The question I have for you this evening is what kind of seed are you sowing? Number one, do you even recognize the seeds that are around you? There is no need that does not answer to a seed. As a matter of fact, I think somehow God in his being humorous ensured that you just swap the S and the N. You have seed and need. The truth is the answer to every need is a seed. Every kind of need is a seed. And when you understand that, rather than being need conscious, you become what? Seed conscious. Because that's the way God thinks. God thinks in terms of seed. God thinks in terms of, okay, what, what can I do? What can I sow? What kind of seed can I sow at this moment? Now, it's interesting that in Genesis chapter 22, you find a very interesting story. God comes to Abraham and he says to Abraham, he says, you know, take your son, your only son, right? And technically, if I had to put it in very plain language, God was saying, go and sow your son. <laughs> and the moment God saw that Abraham was willing to do that, God looked at him and said, ah, this guy has done something I am planning to do. Because what did God do? God wanted Christians. He wanted children, right? After Adam fell, God lost man. And God wanted man back to himself. What did God do? To meet that need, he sowed himself in the form of Jesus. And hasn't he ripped all of us? Right? It is a principle you must never forget. Seed time and harvest. It's a powerful principle. Extremely powerful principle. Such that the Bible even tells us, it says the kingdom of God is like seed. That's the way Jesus spoke. Because he understood that, see, everything big always starts small. A small action can have great effects. What seed are you neglecting in your life? that has the ability to change your life and transform your life forever. No matter what the need is, the truth is there is a seed you are ignoring. And a lot of time what God does is that in his mercy, he just opens your eyes to recognize the seed. 
And then you must do something about the seed. Because recognizing the seed is not enough. The second thing, what you must do with the seed is to sow the seed. Now I want to show you a Bible, Bible passage. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It's a very interesting. And if you can give it to me in the Amplified, I think that might just be fantastic. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I like the way it's read or it reads in the Amplified. Now, I want you to read, read this together with me. One, two, let's go. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Have you seen that in the Bible before? <laughs> ah, let me tell you something. This verse, I typed it out, printed it, and is on my study. So you enter into my study, you sit down on the seat. So every time as I'm doing anything I am doing, I am seeing this verse. There are two things I am seeing, or three things actually. I'm seeing this verse. I'm seeing the map of the world because we're taking over everything. I'm seeing the map of the world. And the third thing, there is a picture that Pastor Damola, Captain D, gave me many years ago from one of my birthdays. You know, I have, there's something, rich. I think I've shown us that picture before. So I have that picture. Those are the three things I'm looking at. Every time I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm doing all of that in my study. This verse, why? Because read this verse again. It says God is able. That a lot of times, it is not the ability of God. If I ask anybody, that can God change your circumstance around? The answer will likely be yes. Except the person needs help. Right? But he's telling us, he says he's able to make all grace, every favor, an earthly blessing. Remember, while the earth remained every favor and uh, do you know what it means to enjoy every favor that means you walk into a shop favor you meet somebody favor somebody's lying on their bed they are thinking about you favor every favor and earthly blessing come to you not smaller in abundance he says so that you may always under all circumstances regardless of the need this person does not have any need then he says, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. A mentor of mine used to say, it is he that is well that can donate blood, right? So this person is very well. So he has charity, just... Now, I want you to read the next verse. Verses 9. He says, verse 9, please. He says, as it is written and forever remains written, he, the benevolent and generous person, scattered abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Verse 10. He says, now he who, talking about God, provides seed for the sower and bread for food, will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. God only multiplies the seeds that are sown. That is your resources and increase the harvest of your righteousness which shows itself in active goodness, kindness and love. 
God multiplies seed. That is so God would always give seed to people. And remember again, it is not only money. Yes, would you give money? Yes. But he gives seed. There is always a seed around you. The problem is that a lot of times we are not recognizing what the seed is to move to the next level of our lives. You want to move to another dimension in God. You want to move to another dimension on the face of the earth. The question you should be asking yourself is, what seed am I disdaining that I must sow to move to that next level? Now, in the book of Galatians chapter 6, it sort of breaks this down further. Galatians chapter 6. Now, from verses 7, I think, it begins to say, it says, God is not mocked. That's the way he says. He says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So is it possible for somebody to reap what they've not sown? Talk to me. No. It's not possible. So the way to reap is to do what? Is to sow. That is the way to reap. Now, verses 8. He says, For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap what? Life everlasting. I see that's the interesting thing. A lot of times we want to reap certain results. You know, you want to experience and walk in certain dimensions of God. But God is saying, see, the, the secret, God is not mocked. God is just. He has given everybody seed. What you do with that seed would define how you live. 2024 would not be very different from the seeds that you sow. I'm telling you. God can give you promises. God can give us prophecies. And we receive them. We're excited about them. The next thing that begins to happen is that as you pray, God begins to show you the seed. Is it the seed of time? What should you invest your time to do? Is it the seed of a relationship? God begins to tell you this is the... this. Maybe get close to this person. Is it a seed of mentorship? Is it a seed of reading? Is it a seed of going to take a course? Is it a seed? What, what seed is God telling you to do? Is it a seed of money? Mercy seeds. Okay, is that something you're supposed to do? So financially into mercy seeds. And is there a particular harvest that you're expecting? The truth is this. Your harvest is always in your seed. That is the way it works. It's a principle. It's a law. Is <laughs> a law. And you see, we do not create laws. We discover laws and we align with them. And that's the truth. Once you do that, your life moves to another dimension. It's a very hard truth, but it is certainly the truth. While the earth remaineth, seed, time, and harvest. If there is anybody you admire, anybody, for any reason, either for the person's wisdom, for the person's wealth, for the, anybody that has done it the right way, for anybody, the question you should be asking is, what seed has this person sown? Because that is the path to greatness. Somebody said it this way. The story of men, or the secret of men rather, are in their stories. Because when you read the stories of men, you know the seeds that they sowed to have what they have. Seed time and harvest, very powerful. Now, as I close... I understand that there are, in the 
course of the year and maybe even in your life, right? Because the Bible says God is not mocked. There are times that we've sown seeds that are negative seeds. You've said things to people because words are also seeds. <laughs> you've said things, you've thought about things, you've done things, consciously or unconsciously. But those things are seeds. And because while the earth remaineth, <laughs> seed time and harvest would not cease. I mean, it is, you've set a law in motion. The only way to truncate that law is by introducing a higher law, which is the law of mercy. So what we're going to do, and it's very simple, we're going to, number one, pray for mercy. Any seed that you've sown, consciously or unconsciously, that does not help your development, help your growth, and help your progress, that by the mercy of God, they should be truncated. They should be stopped. We uproot those seeds in the name of Jesus. That's the first thing. Now, you're going to pray. I'm not praying for you. I'll pray by you. Right? The second thing is that there are seeds you have sown and the harvest have not yet come. We are going to begin to water those seeds with thanksgiving because thanksgiving is a seed and thanksgiving is also water in the realm of the spirit. We're going to begin to water those seeds with thanksgiving and we begin to see the mass manifestation of those seeds grow very speedily. Before this year is over, you will share strange testimonies. Very strange testimonies, I tell you. Very strange testimonies. Very strange testimonies. This year is not going to be over until you receive that thing that you desired from God on the 1st of January. Then the third thing we're going to do, and that will be linked to the communion, is for God to open our eyes to recognize all of the seeds that we are supposed to sow for the next level of our lives. Are you ready to do this? Are you ready to do it? Can you jump on your feet this evening? Hallelujah. I want you to begin to pray to God. First, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, just begin to pray. While the communion stewards take their positions, just begin to pray that, Father, any seed that I might have sown, consciously or unconsciously, be it seeds of words, seeds of thoughts, seeds of actions. Any seed that is working against me, any negative law that I have set in motion. Lord, I cry for your mercy this evening. Lord, in your mercy and by your mercy. Lord, we uproot such seeds in the name of Jesus. We uproot such seeds in the name of Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, in your mercy, some of those seeds you will remember. Something you did, something you said. Because, you see, God is a God of mercy. Right? God is a God of mercy. We uproot those seeds in the name of Jesus. We uproot them. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we begin to thank you and appreciate you. Because every seed that we have sown. Oh, every seed that we've sown. 
You know, I, I don't know. The picture that comes to mind is somebody who is working in an office. You are laboring, 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 laboring. And it looks like the more you labor, <laughs> the harder things are becoming. No increase in salary, nothing. Things are just stagnant. You know, you're working very hard. But they look at your life and there, there is no result of this hard work. You heard that if you work hard, you will succeed. But you're looking at your life and saying, but I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. This shouldn't be happening to me. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare and decree that those things begin to bear fruits in the mighty name of Jesus. They begin to bear fruits. You have a business, you're running your business. I mean, things might start, it looks like things are looking at, hey, smile, my brother. Things are about to change because the force of favor is going into oppression. The seeds that you've sown, the seeds of prayer, the seeds of time stirring in God's presence, the seeds you've sown in God's house, they begin to bear fruits in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to take the communion this evening. Um, as they distribute it. And I, I, as you do, I want you to just, well, begin to pray and say, Lord, my eyes are opened. I recognize the seeds that you've placed around me. I recognize the seeds that you've placed around me. Lord, open my eyes. What is it that you have given me to create the promises, the future? That you desire. Your future is in your seed. <laughs> the harvest you desire is in a seed that is around you. It's not anywhere else. You know, let's stop pursuing what is not lost. It's around you. <laughs> you know, pastor used to talk about the, the law of recognition. This communion tonight is a communion of open eyes. Your eyes are opened. Our eyes are opened. To recognize the seeds that God has placed around us. Oh, 2024 will be such a beautiful year. This is the last communion for the year. <laughs> the last communion for the year. And it's a prophetic one. If you're, you have the communion, can you? I'm going to bless it now. Father, in the name of Jesus... Lord, tonight we sanctify this as your blood and your flesh. Lord, you commanded that we should do this in remembrance of you. And Lord, we remember that when you resurrected in the book of John, the Bible says you gave your disciples meat and wine and their eyes were opened and they recognized you father in the name of jesus as we take the communion tonight our eyes are opened 
to recognize all the seeds that you've placed around us. The relevant seeds that are to take us to our next level of life. The life that you've desired for us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Can you take the communion tonight? If you have, why don't you begin to thank God and give Him praise and glory. Thank Him, thank Him, thank Him. Father, we thank You. Thank You because my eyes are opened. Oh, Lord, I give You praise. Thank You, thank You, thank You because my eyes are opened. It's a new day. Thank You, Lord. 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 Father, we give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody been blessed tonight. All right. Can you celebrate Jesus? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion, it is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now, if you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again, and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now, you can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.